Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us, milehighsports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at Mace Denver, at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for a wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. A couple of hours ago, it became official. The Atlanta Braves will get the opportunity to defend their World Series title. Time now for the lead. The lead, presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. I like how you framed that, by the way. Well done. Well, you know, they find. I mean, you, I mean did you want to go an entire year with no baseball? And just Not so particularly, you can say, no. Just to say you, can ha- you, you were the World Series champs for two years? No, absolutely not. Good. Lockout is over. Five-year deal. I'm surprised it's only a five-year deal, but, you know, that's their problem. Union Executive Board voted against... The owner's last proposal, eight to nothing, but the players still ratified it, 26 to 12. The owners overwhelmingly ratified it, 26 to 4. The dissenting teams, the Mets, the Yankees, Houston, and Nolan's St. Louis Cardinals. Kyle Freeland, all excited, went straight to Twitter and said, currently unlocking every door, every device, car in my house just to celebrate baseball is back i'm not going to get into all of the gory details because quite frankly they are boring and most people haven't followed it enough and probably don't understand it but the minimum salary for players has gone up to seven hundred thousand dollars by the end of the deal it'll be seven hundred eighty thousand dollars the competitive balance tax which is something that was argued over uh incessantly and that means Whatever the balance tax is, any team that goes over the tax, that means they have to pay money. Luxury tax, basically. Right. And the owners obviously want the number to be low as possible, and the players want it to be as high as possible. Although I think some of the teams that voted against this plan, Yankees and Mets, wanted a higher number. Maybe. But most players wanted a higher number because that means more salary that teams can spend so they don't have to go into that tax. They got it at $230 million. By the fifth year of the deal, it'll be $244 million. And by the way, most teams don't even reach that, if we're being completely honest. There will be a universal DH in the amateur draft. Boy, are you going to stick around for this? 20 rounds. With that, That's shorter than it used to be. Yeah. Lot it's shorter. still way too long. Still way too long. Uh, The one thing that I found incredibly interesting was the union executive board. Five of the guys on the executive board, do you know they are Scott Boris clients? Interesting. Because Scott Boris is a guy who wants the CBT, the competitive balance tax, to be as high as possible, minimum salary to be as high as possible. He is always a wrench in the gears, and five of his guys voted against it, but then again, three other guys did. But I think the players voted overwhelmingly simply for the fact that they are going to be missing the opening two weeks of getting paychecks. 
But now they'll get him back because they're going to play all 162 games through a combination of games scheduled for off current off days, plenty of double headers, adding three days, three or four days to the end of the season. But every player is going to get every check. The other thing is also, and we saw we see a little of this of the in the NFL as well. The needs and de- the de- needs and desires of players on that executive committee doesn't necessarily reflect the rank and file. Correct. And right. the rank and file, for example. Well, think about this. Five are, of those are, guys are right. influenced by Scott Boris. Right. And the rank and the rank and file sees the what is perceived to be the much needed sal- minimum salary bump, which is going from going from five hundred and seventy thousand five hundred dollars all the way up to seven hundred. So basically, you're gonna th- those guys are gonna see more than a twenty percent jump in salary right away. All those guys on the that are on the league minimum that have less than three years service time, and so that all of a sudden th- those guys what what they want what they need out it outweighs what those who are on the executive committee need. Which is, you know, those guys are are five, are, are eight, ten year veterans. They're Boris clients. They've already cashed in. We saw the same thing in the NFL. The same kind of disconnect between the union leadership and the rank and file. I'll tell you what I find interesting more so than anything else. This is the phrase I used to use, and I'm no longer going to use this phrase because it is not true anymore. The baseballs, the baseball players' union, is as strong as the Teamsters. It is not anymore. The union has been weakened. Do I care? No, I don't care. But at the end of the day, they were always united. Mm-hmm. NFL Players Union, man, that's one of the weakest unions out there. That's why that, That's why you don't have guaranteed contracts. But for the baseball players union, you have the union leaders voting no way and the players overwhelmingly saying I don't care what you're saying. Mm-hmm. This is what we need to right. do. And part of it probably is the fact that a lot of the big fights have already been fought in Major League Baseball. Like they they weren't all of a sudden doing things like taking they weren't talking about free agency leaving. They weren't talking about uh ending benefits like access to health insurance if you're a Major League player for one day. You know the a lot of the big battles have already been fought to the point where probably a lot of the rank and file players say, "All right, what are we really getting out of this?" Right. right. And and Let's something and, now. Some, and something like a twenty a twenty percent bump in salary for a play, for a, a first to third year player making the league minimum is is going to outweigh some of the other cons- the, the other concerns that came into play that caused the. The, the executive committee to vote a nothing against it. By the way, there's a lot of talk about the fans and the fans are being neglected during this lockout. And clearly they were the, the owners and players care about themselves more than they care about the fans, but the fans did win on one respect. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a full slate of games, right? Yep. It's going to be a lot of double headers, right? Double headers are good. Yeah, but they're not going to be seven innings anymore. I know. They're going to be nine. So you're going to get more baseball so we can watch more four-hour games. Nine nine innings. And oh, by the way, the the uh, placing a runner on second to start the 10th inning in mm-hmm. the regular season, right. that's gone as well. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I was talking to a friend of mine, a former Major League Baseball player, and I said, I got an easy way to solve the how many teams should be in the playoff problem. 
and they agreed on 12. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. You know an easy way to do this? Because this happens in all sports. The owners really make their money in the playoffs because they don't have to pay their players, right? They pay them for the regular season. You don't get paid for the playoffs. You you might get it's a, a separate pool. You get a pool. Yeah. But you, but you don't get a salary. Right. And and they decide how to play the teams decide how to divide up the pool because oftentimes it's okay, we had these guys who were up for say two weeks or fewer. But it's for the winning season. team only, right? right? Yeah. Well, each round I like, mean for the teams in the playoffs. Yes. Right? But you know what you do then? You want fourteen teams? We want some of that streaming money. Mm-hmm. We want some of that gate money. And if you do that, I'll go to 30 teams. We'll go to 14 teams. Give us some of the gate. Give us a little taste of the television rights. You'd get to 14 pretty quickly. That's how the players should have negotiated. But you know, the only pitfall in that is, the only pitfall is, um, yeah, you might make, I don't know, $300,000 more playing for the Rockies than the Yankees. But if you have that type of agreement, what is your share going to be if you decide to play for the Yankees, take $300,000 less? Mm-hmm. But now you might get a taste of the television money, the streaming money. Yeah. And then you would could potentially really have the haves and the have-nots, kind of like um, NILs in college sports. So what you're saying, the players get that, the, not the teams, the players get the extra money. No, no, the players get us. The owners yeah. rake in all the money in right. the playoffs. Yes. The, the players really don't see much. Yeah. What I'm saying is take some of the money that you would be getting because it's a playoff share. Oh, I agree. Yeah. It's arbitrary. Yeah. You, you know, ha- everybody has stake in the game. More inventory, more money. So if I don't know what the television deal is for the playoffs or how that is parsed out. I think ESPN had a clause in its deal to where they're getting the spillover games that are created, if I'm not mistaken. Right. They, the, they, they plan for this. By the way, I thought about this this morning. I looked it up last night, mm-hmm. thought about it this morning. I thought we'd be talking about this today, this topic, but as it turns out, we don't need to, but it's still relevant anyway. Mm-hmm. The average age of a baseball fan is 57, 57 years old. Hey, it makes me feel young at 45. I, I and Andrew behind the glass, I mean, you know what? <laughs> he's he's like a baby over there. Yeah, you can laugh. But you know yeah. what I'm thinking? Yeah. By the time they get this settled, those 57 year olds will be cashing in on their 401ks, mm-hmm. and they better have gotten a deal done because their fan base is dying off. They're dying off. Uh, for the NHL, it's for for the other sports, major sports. Basketball, football, and hockey. I think football is not far behind. I want to say the average age of a football fan is fifty. It is fifty, but yeah. it's seven years. Seven years is not huge. necessarily generation. That's a big gap. It is a big gap. Okay, and then I think in the NBA, it's a tick less. It's in the forties, and I think in, in the high forties, and I think in the NHL, it's the high forties. So if you want to not play games. And you want to watch your fan base not only die off, but you're not getting new fans to enjoy the sport. You are only killing yourself. Coming up after the break, former NFL quarterback, played for the Broncos too, Hugh Miller. Millen. So, Millen. Mil- Millen? Millen, not Miller. Well, then you shouldn't write did I Did I type that as Miller? I apologize. Sure did. Yeah. Because I knew of a Hugh Miller. I'm thinking, who, who the hell is Hugh Miller? My bad. Sorry. Autocorrect gets me again. No, there's no such thing as autocorrect on this. On your computer, you have autocorrect? Yes, I do. 
No wonder why you. No wonder why all of your articles are spelled correctly. So you cheat, is what you do. Well, so I think it causes many misspellings as, as correct spellings. It's my experience. Hugh Millen, <laughs> wait till you hear what he said about new Seahawks quarterback Drew Locke. If you're driving in your car, you're going to want to pull over to the side of the road and illegally hang on the shoulder. Because if you are driving and you hear this, you will drive off the side of the road. That's next. Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason. Watch us, smilehighsports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at Mace Denver, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, not retail, but wholesale, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about my guy, Dan McKenzie at McKenzie Law. I did my estate plans with him, my living will with him, so did my fiance Mandy. We could not be any happier because if, God forbid, something happens, everything is taken care of. Nothing's going to go into probate, meaning the courts are not going to be taking care of it. Uh, we have our wishes completely spelled out, so there's no confusion as to what we want to happen. You don't want this to be you because you never know what tomorrow is going to bring. And there's no guarantee of tomorrow and what's going to happen to your family if everything isn't sorted out. Even if you're single, by the way, if you have any, any, no matter how small, any type of assets, it should probably go to somebody and you might want to assign that to somebody as well. Do yourself a favor and at least make a phone call to Dan McKenzie. Go to the McKenzieFirm.com. That's the McKenzieFirm.com. Time now for the buzz. The buzz is presented by Rocky Mountain Forest Products, where they specialize in wholesale lumber to the public. Go to Rocky Mountain Forest Products in Wheat Ridge or go to RMFP.com. Okay, last night, Dave Mahler, a sports talk show host in Seattle, tweeted a quote from fellow radio host and former NFL quarterback Hugh Millen, who also played for the Broncos, by the way. This is what Millen said, quote, I think the Seahawks are more enamored with Drew Locke than most Seahawks fans think they are. Here were some of the reactions from the fans. Why don't you let everyone know? I will. It's fine. I don't have it in front of me, but I I, can. I do. Why don't you have the, the show notes in front of you? Because I knew what this topic was because it came off of my Twitter. I tell you what, from now on, you yeah. drive the show, so you always have to have it in front of you, and I can just kind of sit back in the passenger seat. I'm, mon- I'm monitoring what's going on in the world. So, I do the same thing. Yeah. I, I can multitask with the best of them. You can probably multitask best better than me. I can, I can, <laughs> I can multitask right. a couple of things. You can probably do like five or six. Uh, I, can, I am that guy. I'm a, I'm a limit you of like me. two. All right. Okay. What Some the of the reactions. Say? Just quote, this is frightening, unquote. Quote. Great assessors of talent, this front office is just fantastic, unquote. You can, definitely, you can feel the sarcasm coming through on that. Quote, we're beyond bleeped, 
unquote. It begins with the letter F and yeah. it ends with E-D. And then the next one, using the name of the uh, Christian Lord in vain, we are so bleeped. Another F ends in, in, in E-D. Or, or I will take it another direction. They said, Jewish carpenter who was a radical rabbi, so f yes. How's that? That's good. That's pretty good. And then that's what, that's and that what Jesus even was. Get, and that, he was a rabbi. And that doesn't even get into the gifts that he were was. there. There were the funny thing is after I retweeted this and said some of the responses here are epic, there were a few people from Broncos Twitter who tried to say, Oh, if you sit down and watch the film, you can see some good things at Drew Lock. Yeah. Lots of lockheads in the comments for sure. Yes. By the way, can I just go on a total quick tangent here? You know what I find to be incredibly ironic, especially when it comes to stereotypes? What? I find it's very ironic that Jesus was a carpenter, yet I don't know anybody Jewish who is handy. That's all I wanted to say. That's been a couple of millennium. Millennia, you know? I'm telling you, I, I have a lot of Jewish friends. None of them are handy, or very few are. My father is. I mean, I know who to call, but I don't know how to fix plumbing. But I digress. You're wearing a hat of a plumber right now, by the way. That's right, because I work with Mighty Plumbing, Heating, and Air. And I got to tell you something. Um, if my friend Kevin was Jewish, I probably wouldn't work with him. Anyway. But anyway, um, I got to tell you, I heard that the Seahawks were high on Drew Locke during the draft. That's what I read. Yeah. They did like him. The question is, did they watch him play with the Broncos? The only time, I mean, the, I'm trying to think of the times they would have seen him. They saw him in the preseason last year and the preseason in 2019, both times in Seattle. And those, the first performance in 2019, he had some nice throws. That was his, uh, I believe, his second time out as a quarterback. And then this past summer, this that was the performance where uh, he got sacked a couple of times, uh, was under a rush, didn't react well, had some okay moments, but uh, that was the night Teddy Bridgewater claimed the job. Um, I, I, I highly doubt they're going in with only Drew Locke as, as uh, the option at quarterback. They're going to draft somebody. They Well, I mean, there's there are persistent rumors that they're looking to make another deal for another quarterback. Yes. Wow. There are there are believe it or not rumblings about them looking into Kirk Cousins. Let me ask you: <laughs> How well, how much better do you think that Drew Locke would play in Sean McVay's system in L.A.? Would he excel? Would he be better, or would he be worse? He'd be better, but when we're talking better, we're talking mid-tier better. Okay, so he'd be better than he is now. The way they run their offensive system. It's out of Sean McVay's scheme. Okay, Shane Waldron came from Los Angeles. That's right. OC. And that's why I'm bringing that up. But then again, and again, one of the biggest problems that Sean McVay had with Jared Goff was he didn't feel he was bright enough to grasp the system. I think... I think a, a way I would describe actually Drew Locke and just in overall performance, how he gets there might be different, is a lesser Jared Goff. Well, that's not good. It can get you by, but you're not building around him. I, I, I think the chances are excellent that, that if they don't trade for a quarterback here in the coming weeks, that at most Drew Locke is a one-year gap, bridge the gap until... They draft somebody next year. That, I think, is their plan. How would you feel if you're a Broncos fan 
Okay. Tomorrow, tomorrow, we will know if Deshaun Watson is going to be facing felony charges. Mm-hmm. And if he doesn't face any felony charges, I think there are going to be more than a few teams lining up saying, we'll deal with the fact that he's facing civil charges, but we will not deal with criminal potential charges. Now, Carolina Panthers were willing to deal with potential criminal charges, but most teams were not. What do you think Broncos country would say, knowing that they gave Seattle pretty much all the capital they needed to get Deshaun Watson, knowing that if the Broncos would have kept that draft capital, maybe they could have gotten him. How's that going to go over? And listen, everyone's thrilled with Russell Wilson. That's the thing. I He's think a people, proven veteran. I get that. I think people are so thrilled with Russell Wilson right now, I don't think it's going to register. I'll tell you what. At right. least in short term. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. If the trade for Deshaun Watson is the ninth overall pick and the 40 or 41st pick overall that the Broncos gave them and next year's first round pick and a second round pick next year and a fifth round pick and Drew Locke and Noah Fant and Shelby Harris, and they take that package and they flip it right to Houston. Same exact package. Mm-hmm. And maybe throw in something else just for fun. Maybe another first-rounder. Another first-rounder because you're talking Fine. about a quarterback Fine. who's a decade young. So everything, decade everything the Broncos gave plus an extra first-round pick, which is something the Broncos could have done, but they chose not to. What do you think Broncos country will say? I think there, I think there'll be a small contingent of the fans that are would be like, well, they should have just held out. What do you think? I think most are fine with Russell Wilson. I know they are, but who would you rather have? Because uh, you listen. Let, let, let's be honest here. And we're well, talking. Okay, everything. We're talking. Everything is cleared, or everything is settled. No, I'm talking about criminal charges have been completely dropped. We'll How about know the tomorrow. Civil, how about the civil cases? No, they're not going to be dropped by tomorrow. Yeah, so tomorrow's about. Facing felonies. See, I think this because the civil charges are out there. Most people are going to be like, "Well, you got somebody who doesn't have any, who doesn't have any of these issues." At the end of the day, he's not going to prison. That's the bottom line. Well, he's not going He'll to miss games. He's not going to prison. But I mean, if you end up, if he ends up settling with these twenty-two women who have brought civil charges against so what? him, that's the money he's spending. I don't care what he's spending. We know. That's we know what a, we know what a settlement usually is. We do. Yes, we do. But what it usually not, entails. I, I I get that. I totally understand that. But this is what we said about Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson. Hey, we'll take the younger guy. Now you can take the younger, younger guy who, let's be honest, is more talented. But it comes with baggage. So what? Maybe I, that You know what? Here. I, we, I, didn't we have this discussion last week? How are you going to feel if the Broncos go after Randy Gregory? Well, he's got a marijuana problem, right? No, I thought he had a wife problem. A okay. girl beating problem. I mean, I knew he came. He came into the league with uh, with with uh, beating women, marijuana issues. If they bring yeah that, I'll be I'll be pissed. Danny, how would you feel? Because you know Mace is kind of he's entrenched. How would you feel if the Seahawks took the exact package the Broncos gave them, added a first round pick, something the Broncos could have done, and flipped that for what 24, 25 year old Deshaun Watson. I mean, I am pretty happy with the Russell Wilson I know. move. But, I know. I get that. But I think that you're there, happy with, there you're, are definitely benefits to Deshaun Watson over Russell Wilson as yeah. well. Yeah, listen, everyone would be thrilled if they got a Mercedes, right? 
What if I told you you can have a Lamborghini with about five miles on it, as opposed to the Mercedes you have with about 90,000 miles on? What would you rather have? Yeah, depending on how it shakes out, I think if there are no criminal charges, I would rather have Deshaun Watson. Mm. This is going to be interesting. Don't you think? Because this is all coming down tomorrow. I don't think it's as interesting as, as you think it is. It's interesting when you see what the trade package is. Because if it's a bunch of those Broncos picks, people are going to be happy with Russell Wilson. Don't get me wrong. But this is a big story if it's the Broncos picks that get flipped. No? Yeah, by the way, Randy Gregory, I can't find anything on domestic violence. Okay, so who... Um, that, nah, You're I, thinking of Alden Smith, I think. No, I'm thinking of a guy somebody, who played for the Cowboys. Greg, Greg Hardy. Hardy. Greg Hardy. My bad, I got the wrong Yeah, Randy Greg. Gregory has been in the... My bad. Randy Gregory, Randy Gregory has been in the substance abuse... Oh, well, that's it. ...program, yeah. okay? Just that? But, I mean, he's... It's multiple one of the, violations, but yeah, he's had multiple still different. Right. It's different. Totally different. It's, you know, my it, bad. Sorry. I didn't a, mean he to. has an addiction he's trying to deal with. Right. He's I, I if it were domestic violence, I wouldn't want any, any part of it right. with Randy Gregory. Yeah. There you're going to be assuming some risk. Oh, no, that's fine. Because if me. he has another slip up, he, you're, pro, you're you're losing him. But I don't hold that against him personally because it's an addiction he's dealing with. Bottom line. It's I'm, an thinking illness. Of, I'm thinking of Greg Hardy. Yes. I'm thinking the wrong guy. Yeah, you're thinking Greg. Yeah. Total wrong guy. Right. I apologize. I would want no part of Greg Hardy. He gets Hardy. beat up in the UFC now. Yeah. I apologize. <laughs> Thank for you, Danny. Calling Randy Gregory a woman beater. Now he yeah. just beats men and gets paid for it in a UFC ring. Coming up after the break, uh, we had an earthquake with major shockwaves the other day when Russell Wilson got traded to the Broncos. Well, Another earthquake has hit the AFC West, and this may not be as significant as Russell Wilson because of the position, but my goodness, this is big. That's next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason. Watch us, milehighsports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, not retail, but wholesale, Go to rmfp.com. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending is presented by Colorado Off-Road in Littleton. If you need major accessory brands or something off-market for your truck, car, Jeep, or SUV, they've got it. Upfit today at Colorado Off-Road or go to cooffroad.com. Well, if we didn't know it already, the AFC West is a killing field, and now... Another top gun has been added to the conference, or I should say, is going back to the division. According to Adam Schefter, the Bears are finalizing a trade that will send six-time Pro Bowler Khalil Mack to the Chargers. There have been a lot of great pass-rushing duos in NFL history, 
I have a feeling that Mac and Joey Bosa would be right up there. That is a frightening, a frightening concept for any quarterback to have to face, especially twice a season. Yeah, and it doesn't surprise me that the Chargers were looking to upgrade their defense. 23rd in total defense, 23rd in yards per play, tied for 29th in points allowed last year. You know who their top target was? Or you know, I'm, I, let me rephrase that. You know who really wanted to go there? Who? Von Miller. From what yeah. I from what I have been told, they were the team that had the cap room to pay him. Mm-hmm. And Von must be thinking, well, shoot, there goes my highest bidder. Yeah, Texans can get him if they want to, talking about Von. But the Chargers had the money to get him, and he was probably hoping that they would set the market. But now it is going to be Khalil Mack, and this is a wow. Chargers still have $42 million of cap space. That's my point. We know how how much Russell Wilson is going to affect the AFC West. How much will Khalil Mack affect the AFC West? Well, tremendously. I mean, let's put it in terms for the Broncos right now. Um, Better find a right tackle. And maybe that moves up your priority list. I think before all this, you thought, okay, you can draft somebody in the third round and maybe bring back uh, Bobby Massey or sign another kind of one or two year tackle stopgap to plug that hole and move on. I think now you have to think, who are the best people you can get? You maybe even start thinking about, do we sign one of these big-time left tackles and move Garrett Bowles over to right tackle? Is that something that you consider? Because you've got, for example, a Taron Armstead from the New Orleans Saints who's going to be on the market. Well, they don't have a lot of money to spend. So if they want to go after one of the guys that we talked about yesterday, Hassan, right? Hassan Reddick. Yeah. They're going to have to be creative. They might want to go after a guy like Dennis Kelly, who has been in the league for a long time. He doesn't have, you know, the type of resume that you would hope for that says pro bowler, all pro. Recently played for the Packers. There you go. Started four games from last year. So he will be available. He is a guy you can bring in. He's 32 years old. He's six foot eight. 321 pounds. If you're asking me how good is he, my answer is I have no clue. He's a one-year stopgap. He basically would be like what Bobby Massey would be. Right. That He's not somebody that you're building around. This 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 move makes you think, all right, do we have to, do we have to alter the priority list here a little bit? The right. problem is Edge Rusher is such a high-priority need on the other side. So then the other, then you may even start thinking in terms of bolstering tight end might have to come from the draft. It might be that you need to take care of right tackle. You need to take care of edge. Resign Joseph Jewell was inside linebacker. And oh, by the way, you got to replace Shelby Harris as well. Yep. All, this, all of a sudden you got some items on the shopping list and you're going to have to uh, be creative. Not to mention, uh, we talked about you need, you're going to get another cornerback that there is interest in Chris Harris Jr. That right. they could bring Bryce Callahan back. Right. By the way, just a little background on Dennis Kelly. And I'm saying this because selfishly it affect, you know doesn't affect me, but I can relate to it. Um, he is from Chicago, like that, like that a lot. Mm-hmm. And how smart is this guy? This guy found a way to play football and go to Indiana University to get his master's at the same time. Didn't he do his undergrad at Purdue? He did. But 
he went to one of the best business schools in the country at Indiana, yeah. <laughs> which is the Kelly School of Business. Point is, he found a way to do that while he was playing. Mm-hmm. There are guys who are trying to get their undergrad while they're playing, or they usually find a way to get it after they graduate, after they're done playing football. This guy got his MBA while playing in the NFL. So talk about multitasking. He's pretty good at it. He's smart. Yes, no he doubt. is. But again, but can he do a Rubik's cube behind his back like Bobby Massey? No, that's not Bobby Massey. It's Calvin Anderson. Oh, Calvin Anderson. Sorry. Does he does he like the outdoors like Bobby Massey? I don't know. How did I do on that? That was good. Yeah, because we interviewed both guys. Now I got both my tackles confused. Yeah, Calvin Anderson's Rubik's cube. Bobby Massey is. There you go. Bobby Massey's the guy who. who even though he'd never played it down in Colorado before last year. He moved year. back here. He moved here. Moved here. Not right. moved back here. Right. Moved, moved here. here. Right. Decided, this is where I want to live. Even though he played for Arizona and Chicago. Right. Said, Colorado's where I want to be. And that's the, the thing is, Dennis Kelly, Bobby Massey, these are perfectly good one-year solutions. But they are mid-tier to lower mid-tier at their position. If you are looking at what is happening elsewhere in the AFC West, we know, for example, that the Raiders have a terrific defensive line. Right. They basically turned the Broncos' offensive line into their own personal hand puppets okay. back in December. And now we, we see what's going on with the Chargers. Does The question now becomes, how much do you want to spend on right tackle? Do you want to try to get by with a $3 million a year, 10-year veteran in his last year, his next to last year? Or do you want to go for the gusto and bring in a high-priced O-lineman? Okay, I want to put something into perspective for everybody listening. Mm -hmm. Which pass-rushing duo is better? The 2015 version of Demarcus Ware and Von Miller or Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa? At that particular year, Mm -hmm. 2015. Well, 2015, I'll take Miller and Ware. I wouldn't. Really? You know why? Because Mack and Bosa are in their prime. Von Miller is on top of the list, but Demarcus Ware's number four. But Cleo Mack had Cleo Mack hasn't had double digit sacks in twenty eighteen. He could now get, he was on his way there last year, before, but he got hurt. Right, and he had foot surgery in the offseason. Yeah. Cleo Mack is still in his prime. Make no mistake mm-hmm. about it, and his motor is nonstop. I have no doubt he will have double digit sacks with Joey Bosa on the other side. That is a terrifying pass rush. I remember when we thought. Bosa and Ingram is terrifying. Got news for you. Mack and Bosa is better. And, By the way, Melvin yeah. Ingram's available. Melvin Ingram's available. I mean, and he's not what he used to. He's not what he used to be, but he is available. They, of course, just re-signed Mike Williams at wide receiver. They And they have three more years of Justin Herbert at relative cost control. Right. Two more on the rookie contract, one with a fifth-year option. I am sure they will extend him beyond that. And I'm sure it'll be a huge number. Right. But they are looking at the next three years as their window. Right. And so Is that the I, best that's gotta be the best pass rush in football. On paper, it should be, yes. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, but yeah. you're talking about guys who are proven too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, they, Khalil, it's Khalil freaking Matt. They got they gotta they gotta work together and we gotta see and you know, we we gotta see work together. Yeah, we, we don't we don't know how the chemistry's gonna be just yet. Let's just see you know, let's, let's just see how they operate before we crown them. Well, you know what? Chances are one of those guys will get injured. That's the Charger way anyway. <laughs> right? That is true. But They're... Mac and Bosa? 
Wow. I want to see what else they do because they're still sitting on more cap space. Right. I mean, that I would not all be surprised to see them go after, for example, J.C. Jackson, the corner wow. from New England. Wow, that would be something, wouldn't it, it? Well, it tells you that they realize where they lost last year. Their offense was good enough with Justin Herbert okay. and the weapons they have. That off that was good enough for them to be a championship team. The reason they missed the playoffs by the narrowest of margins was because there were long stretches last year where they couldn't stop anybody where it mattered. We got to hit a break, but Mac Bosa and then the cornerback you just said. Casey Jackson. Who has a better team overall? Let's say they get Jackson. Who has a better team on paper? Chargers, Broncos. Chargers. Chargers, Chiefs. Chargers. Because remember, I, I, the Chiefs I, I, are, I won't disagree. The Chiefs might be losing Tyron Matthew. Yeah. The, the Chargers, I, I give them credit because they understand that the window, it, even though they didn't make the playoffs, finishing 9-8, and eight, they understand that the window is opening up for them right now. What do we have coming up on Mountain High Appliance, just in case you missed it? The Colorado Avalanche continuing their East Coast road trip this evening, and a former Denver Nugget set some NBA history last night from beyond the arc. We'll talk about all that next right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports. Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Oh, now that is some serious producing, although boxing has nothing to do with hockey. Welcome back. Afternoon drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. Time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood. Greenfield's has everything under one roof, including the best happy hour in town. Two-for-one wine, well, and drafts from 3 until 7 p.m. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Just in case you missed it, the Colorado Avalanche taking on the Carolina Hurricanes tonight, 5 o'clock p.m. Mountain Time. It'll be first place in the Central Division versus first place in the Metropolitan Division. And according to Jared Bednar, Sam Gerrard is back here in Denver being evaluated for a lower body injury, so he will not be available this evening. Darcy Kemper will start in net for the Avs. What is the impact of losing Sam Gerrard for Colorado versus the Canes. Well, he hasn't been playing well lately. That's for starters. It is a loss. They're really only getting scoring from their top line, the defensive pairing, I should say, with Taves and McCarr. But this is a great matchup. 
because you are facing a team that I don't want to say they have the best goalie in the league, but at the end of the day, they've given up the fewest goals in the NHL. So I love the fact they have a high-scoring team in the Avalanche facing a great goalie, I'm guessing, because the Avs are playing Carolina. It will be a playoff atmosphere out in Carolina, and I think that is a fantastic test for the Avs. Yeah, Frederick Anderson is having a great season, by the way. Save percentage, 928, 2.08 goals against. Do you know off the top of your head? Let me, see, let me I, see your computer. No, I'm looking at their stats. Oh, man, you're always cheating. That's not cheating. You're cheating. That's not He's cheating. just giving an informed answer. You're a cheater. That's not cheating. That's what, not... What, what did we do in Sports Talk Radio before we had the computer? Uh, you you made, had to really you know your stuff. stuff. Up. Yeah, you yeah. stuff up. Nobody now, could check you on it. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. That's the thing. We live in a fact-checking era right now. So. I know you do it to me all the time. Yeah, and you're then, like a human fact. And checker. sometimes you get me because I had I, a ty- I had a typo with Hugh Millen's name ty- typing Miller. Well, I probably should have known it was Millen. Yeah. So again, shame anyway, on me. So, but yeah, I mean the hur- the Hurricanes. I mean this they are tied for the Eastern Conference lead with 83 points right now. I mean this is this is kind of their, this is kind of their moment. And like you said, this is a team like if you if you're if you are looking at teams that do have the ability. And the, the the presence in net to make a run at the Stanley Cup with the way Anderson's played this year, you look at the the Hurricanes are one of those teams that can win it all. And if you get a win tonight, you knock the the aftertaste of that loss in New Jersey a couple of nights ago right out of your mouth. Really, I would actually say this: if you looked at the Devils game and the Hurricanes game tonight and said. Okay, they're going to lose to the Devils, but they're going to beat the Hurricanes in Carolina. He probably would have been pretty happy with that. You would have said, oh, well, they just kind of mailed it against Jersey, but they beat the kind of team they're going to have to beat in the finals if they're going to win the Cup. So tonight, a win, to, a win tonight and the last week, you forget about it. It doesn't matter. You know, it's funny. We talk about the strength of conferences and sports. Mm-hmm. No one's even close to the Avalanche. Right? In the West, yeah. But if you look at the Eastern Conference, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh is tied with the Rangers for 77 points. Mm-hmm. Tied for fifth, the fifth most points. Yeah. Okay? They'd have the second most points in the Western Conference. Yeah. That's how far ahead. It's not even so much that's how far ahead the Avalanche are. But at the end of the day, you're going to have teams in the East beating up on each other, really good teams. If the Avs but don't here, make it to the Cup Finals, shame on them. But here's the interesting thing: like seeds one through eight in the East, they're yep. all eighty-three to seventy-two points. Yep. Then not in the in the Western no, Conference is a joke. Y- you have a thirteen-point drop off to the ninth right. seed. There is, you know, right now who the for all intents and purposes, you already know who the playoff teams in the East are going to be. One to eight, pretty. It's basically set. They're just competing for seeding at this point. Not so in the West. You you have a lot of teams that aren't very good. That's what I mean. Comparatively, right? That's the, that that's the thing. You got a bunch, right? You, if you had sixty nine points, you would you'd yeah, be out of the playoffs in the East. Yeah, nicely done. You have sixty nine points up, in the West, and uh, you're you're the fifth you're the fifth team in the West. That's Minnesota Wild right now. I, I, I had Beavis and Butthead going through my head. I know you did. I didn't did. even listen to words. It's kind of like the AFC versus the NFC right now. That's what I meant. Yeah. That's exactly what yeah. I meant. Yeah. The, the beasts of the East and the wild, wild West. 
two different sports. But here's the funny thing. Shut up, Beavers. As many teams in the AFC are great, where did the Super Bowl winner come from? The NFC. The Rams. So as many great teams as you've got in the Eastern Conference and the NHL, the winner, the cup winner could still come from the West with the Avs. That was Mountain High Appliance. Just in case you missed it, you can walk into any store, try out the appliances before you buy them. What does that mean for you? Well, when you buy a car, you're going to want to test drive it, right? You want you want to get that feel. If you really like to cook, you're going to want to get that feel of a Viking range. And I've cooked on a Viking range, and it is so stinking awesome. They have great appliances at Mountain High Appliance. They have something you know high-end. You can design a whole kitchen with something like that. They have something to fit your budget. Man, it's a great place to go. Plus, their sales staff. You know, they're going to ask you all the right questions to get you exactly what you want. Mountain High Appliance, you can find them in Louisville, Littleton. You can also find their clearance center in Denver. It's a big day in St. Louis. It's a big day in Atlanta. It's a big day where baseball is big. And in he- here in Colorado, it's a big day if you like to drink outside. Baseball's back, baby. We'll talk about it next. Sometimes love don't feel like a shoe, baby. Hurts so hard.